takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today. Thank you for being part of the Locked On Islanders family, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Islanders 4, Bruins 1, a big win, a much-needed win. We'll explain why this win was particularly important for the New York Islanders. It's not just the team they beat, it's the way they did it, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. We also will preview Sunday's game at home against the Montreal Canadiens, and we've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more coming up on today's show. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road games. So I'll give you some instant insight and analysis and always great to talk to fans and, and, you know, discuss whatever it is that's on your mind during the games. So, Islanders 4, Bruins 1, and this game in particular was... A gratifying win for the Islanders. And part of the reason why is this. First period, not good. Islanders outshot, I believe it was 13-6. to uh, Looked flat, gave up one more of those, you know, bad goals late in a period. Ilya Sorokin didn't take the right angle. Uh, and, and it was a, you know, Taylor Hall kind of banked it in off Sorokin and just in a little crevice between him and the post didn't cover it right and you know Islanders are down one nothing and you're starting to think to yourself okay this is another flat Islanders performance but you know what the Islanders bounced back and in the second period and third period they gave up a total of 14 shots after giving up 13 shots in the first period all of a sudden the Islanders remembered how to play Islanders hockey. And, you know, it wasn't just one guy. There were so many different aspects of this game that were great to see. And, look, let's start with something simple like hits. Kyle Palmieri had six hits. Kiefer Bellows, who was in the lineup because Josh Bailey was out with an upper body injury, He had five hits. Cal Clutterbuck, eight hits in just 12 minutes 
and 42 seconds of ice time. Ryan Pulak adds four on the blue line. Four block shots for Adam Pellick. But the other thing is this. We saw team defense, something this team has not been able to do consistently for a large part of this season. And, you know, you saw great hustle by J.G. Pajot, by Oliver Wallstrom on one play to get back and break up what could have been a very dangerous centering pass. You saw uh, just an all-out effort in all three zones, and the Islanders weren't turning the puck over very much. And after that first period, they really sort of clamped down and started to play their game. And players who have been struggling offensively for a large portion of the season, they started to wake up as well. How about you, J.G. Pajot? Great goal uh, where he literally went to the net, poked the puck home. Uh, The Barzal goal really set up because Kiefer Bellows, who got an assist on the goal, went to the net, made a great play. Barzal skating, also a big part of it. On the Noah Dobson goal, which wasn't a very hard shot from just inside the blue line, two Islanders in front of the goal, screening Linus Olmark and getting uh, interference. They were ready for rebounds if those rebound opportunities arose. And realistically, you know, these are the little things that the Islanders have not been doing consistently that all of a sudden they did for the last 40 minutes of this game. And when you remember what this team is capable of doing, that gives you hope that this team hasn't forgotten what it is they do well. And again, you know, Kyle Palmieri, no, he didn't figure in the scoring, but another strong overall performance for Palmieri on the top line with Barzal and Lee. (coughs) Pajot, again, with a strong game. Bellows with a strong game. Clutterbuck, except for one foolish penalty he took in the third period, uh, had a very solid game, and the identity line had their moments where their forecheck was rolling and getting things done again. The other thing that I liked was, after giving up the one bad goal late in the first period, Ilya Sorokin shut it down after that. And part of the reason is because that the Islanders didn't give up a lot of high-quality scoring chances, especially in the last 40 minutes of the game. They were not allowing the Bruins to gain neutral zone with speed and to, to be aggressive in the Islander zone. Kept them on the perimeter. Really did a nice job of shutting things down and, you know, playing Islanders hockey. So many of the Bruin shots were from in, just inside the blue line, behind the faceoff circles, not in that high, high danger area. Uh, I, I look at it, maybe eight shots all game, uh, make it nine uh, from inside that high danger area. The rest of them, you know, all of them from further back. And then when you look at the Islanders, more shots from the high danger area, including 
uh, two of the three goals. And again, going to the net, attacking those dirty areas, making the plays they needed to make in order to get the two points. And they needed this two points. Look, the Islanders came into this game with four games in hand on the Bruins and 18 points behind them. 18 points behind them. You lose this game in regulation, you're 20 points back. You're not making that up. Now you're 16 points back. Still a hell of a challenge. They're not going to make it up easily. But it gives you that flicker of hope and it shows you that this team remembers the things they need to do to win hockey games. They are a lot of little things, but it's the hustle of guys like Bellows and Parise and Clutterbuck and Wallstrom. Uh, Just really getting things done. The penalty kill came up big. We talked when we previewed this game about how good the Bruins are on special teams. Their power play, you know, had that big power play chance in the third period when it was a two-to-one game and the Islanders killed it and killed it solidly. So overall, a strong performance. Not the most exciting game, but a steady, strong, balanced performance. Technically smart, positional hockey. Folks, this is what the New York Islanders do when they're winning. And it was great to see it happen again in a must-win game. Now, they've got to build on it, and we'll talk more about that later on in the show. When we come back, we will preview Sunday's game against the Montreal Canadiens. That will be a big one for the New York Islanders now. It's their last game before they head out on another West Coast road trip. We'll preview that. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more all still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Built Bar. This is the time of the year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And Puffs are a fan favorite. Listen to these incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good, they are going to be your new favorite And look, most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Most candy bars have about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Olympic Hockey Daily, presented by Locked On NHL. It's a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing. You can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed. It's free and available on all platforms. 
So the Islanders will face the Montreal Canadiens in their next game. And I'll tell you, this is this is going to be important. You beat Boston. That gives you some momentum. Now you got to build on it. You have a, a, a road trip coming up on the West Coast. And you're playing a home game on Sunday against a team that has really been struggling all season. So here's your chance to start getting a a little two-game win streak together before you head out to the West Coast. It is important that the Islanders win this game. Montreal, by the way, ended a long losing streak last night, winning in overtime at home against the St. Louis Blues by a score of 3-2. to two. Martin St. Louis getting his first win behind the bench as coach of the Habs. And, and again, Montreal, you know, struggling really. Carey Price hasn't played yet this season. He had, uh, you know, personal issues and injury issues. He may be able to come back later. We're still not sure. But just across the board, this team has struggled. They're 31st in the league in goals scored dead last in goals against, 31st on the power play, 30th on the penalty kill. That is just consistently bad. And, you know, on the season, still less than 10 wins. So not really getting the job done overall. And that's, uh, you know, not easy to watch this team game in and game out. Nick Suzuki probably been their most consistent player, uh, Tied for the team lead with nine goals. Leads the team with 28 points heading into last night's uh, game. Tyler Toffoli uh, now traded. So he's no longer with the team. Uh, Jonathan Drouin, uh, Arturi Lekkonen, Josh Anderson. These are some of the names near the top of the uh, point totals for Montreal. But, you know, not a lot of names that maybe... uh, Islander fans are overly familiar with. We'll go up and down the line combinations. And here, here's where they are. Uh, Nick Suzuki centers the top line with Cole Caulfield and Josh Anderson on his wings. Uh, so that's the top line. The second line right now is Laurent Dauphin with Mike Hoffman and Brendan Gallagher flanking him. Jake Evans is the third line pivot with Rem Pitlick and Paul Byron on either side of him. And Ryan Poling is the fourth line center. Arturi Lekkonen to his left. Joel Armia to his right. On defense, Brett Kulak and Jeff Petrie are the top pair. Alexander Romanov and Corey Schuenman are the second pair. And Kale Clegg and Chris Weidman are the third pair. The goalies right now, Samuel Montembeau and Caden Primo. Injuries, well, we've got a lot. Carey Price, Shea Weber, Joel Edmondson, all still on the IR. Jonathan Druin was out of last night's game. Christian Dvorak listed his day-to-day. Uh, there's just so many injuries on this team and problems and and. I'll tell you, just the win they got against St. Louis, even if it was in overtime, is just refreshing for the Montreal Canadiens. You know, they fired the coach. They fired the GM. Uh, It's been a season of disappointment and turnover. And you got to remember, this team 
was in the Stanley Cup final last year. This is the team that went up against the Tampa Bay Lightning after the Lightning beat the Islanders in that heartbreaking Game 7 in the playoffs last year. Now, this team that we're seeing this season is nowhere near the team that the Canadians had in the playoffs. They're just not playing the same kind of hockey. They're just not consistent. They clearly miss Carey Price. The goaltending situation is difficult because, you know, Price is unavailable. Jake Allen, who was supposed to take over when Price went out, he's now unavailable. This is a tough situation, but you know what? The Islanders need to step up and take advantage of this. I'll say it straight out. If you can't defeat the Montreal Canadiens at home in a game where you're about to head west and you're trying to build something to try to hang on to fading playoff hopes, if you can't win this game, you don't deserve to even think about the playoffs. You don't don't deserve it. This is a must-win kind of a game for the New York Islanders. And look, the schedule for the Isles is going to get, you know, a little more difficult after this as the team heads to the West Coast. And, you know, look, the West Coast trip is going to be full of challenges for this team. It's always tough when you have to travel. It is not an easy situation. And yet, if the Islanders can get some momentum going... Maybe, just maybe, you know, they can start putting things together. And when they go and play Seattle and San Jose and uh, L.A. and Anaheim, continue the momentum that was built up by these wins against Boston and Montreal. We've got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day, a two-way forward who played with the team Uh, Oh, about 10, 15 years ago. Let's see if you can guess who that is. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. Believe it or not, March Madness is right around the corner. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And Saturday is the 54th birthday of former Islanders winger Rob DeMaio. DeMaio drafted by the Islanders in 1987 in the sixth round, 118th overall, made his NHL debut with the Isles during the 88-89 season where he played 16 games and got his first career NHL goal. Stayed with the Islanders organization 
through the 91-92 season, where he played in 50 games for the team that year, then went off to the Tampa Bay Lightning for their first two seasons, Philadelphia Flyers, Boston Bruins, and then briefly with the New York Rangers, Carolina Hurricanes, Dallas Stars. Uh, Here's a guy who, and then finished his career with the Lightning in 05-06, but here's a guy drafted in the sixth round, never a big goal scorer, but a good checker, could kill penalties, played responsible defense, and turned it into a long career. 894 career NHL games for Rob DeMaio, only 106 goals, 277 points, 840 penalty minutes, wasn't a big penalty minute guy, played in 62 playoff games, 7 goals, 16 points there, and and DeMaio, again, smart positionally, and, you know, the kind of guy that coaches and teammates really liked to have. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Isles. We take you back to November 30th, 1991. Uh, Nassau Coliseum, the Washington Capitals are the visitors against the New York Islanders. And in this game, Mike Liute gets the start for the Capitals. The Islanders counter with Glenn Healy in this one. And I'll tell you, (laughs) this was a tough physical game, but the Islanders dominated. Islanders getting on the board early. Kevin Hatcher in the box for high sticking. Derek King on the power play. His 15th, Pierre Turgeon and Steve Thomas with the assist at 213. Islanders quickly up 1-0. Then Turgeon makes it 2-0 late in the period. His 7th, Steve Thomas and Wayne McBean with the assist at 1658. 2-0 Isles after the first period. In the second period, well, Pierre Turgeon gets a power play goal when Dale Hunter went off for cross-checking. I know Islander fans old enough to remember him. Uh, he's not exactly an Islander fan favorite, but he was off for cross-checking. Pierre Turgeon made him pay his eighth from Steve Thomas just 46 seconds into the second. 3 nothing Islanders. Add a goal by Ray Ferraro at the 3-10 mark. Joe Ricci and Benoit Hogue with the assists. That made it. 4-0 Isles. Pat Flatley makes it 5-0 with a power play goal from Ray Ferraro and Benoit Hogue. Then Turgeon, his ninth from Steve Thomas and David Volok. And Pat Flatley, his seventh from Ray Ferraro and Benoit Hogue. Yeah, 7-0 Islanders after two periods. In the third, our Islanders' birthday of the day, Rob DeMaio. He gets a shorthanded goal that is his second of the year, flatly with the assist at 631. The shutout is broken with a little less than seven minutes left in the game. Callie O'Hanson of Washington, his eighth from Dale Hunter and Randy Burridge. But the Islanders cruise to an 8-1 to win over the Washington Capitals. And for Glenn Healy, 26 saves. Rob DeMaio had the one goal. It was a shorty. He was a plus one and scored on his only shot. But this was a great team effort, and the Islanders cruised to the 8-1 to win. So, again, uh, a very happy 54th birthday for former Islanders winger Rob DeMaio, a, a guy who, you know, 5'10", 190, not so big, even in that, you know, 80s, 90s, 2000s era. But smart, scrappy, 
good two-way hockey player, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Big game Sunday. Islanders need this one, and if they get it, I'm telling you right now, it is very possible that they can get some momentum before they head out to the West Coast, and we'll have a full recap with our key takeaways from that game on Monday's show, and we'll start to look ahead as to where this team stands as they head west. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets. It's your one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert insight and analysis by Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great holiday weekend, everybody. Uh, President's Day on Monday. Stay safe. Enjoy the Islander game Sunday. And of course, let's go Islanders.